All right, welcome back to the Mob Squad Pod. This is episode 43, and it is Super Bowl week, and the Rams are in it. That's still kind of hard to believe. I don't know if that is sat in yet, but uh, we're going to give you a little preview episode, and um, I think this is going to be a, a good weekend for Rams fans. I'm not going to give away my pick just yet, but I think it's going to be a good weekend for Rams fans. Aaron, what's up, dude? Nick, I am incredibly excited for Sunday. I cannot wait for it to be here. It's it's bittersweet because I am exceptionally excited for the football game and the Rams' opportunity to win a Super Bowl, but at the same time, I don't want to wish the rest of my week away. <laughs> but I want it to be here. And I still really wish that Mondays were a vacation or a holiday for <laughs> they need yeah. to move the Super Bowl to, I don't know, like President's Day weekend or something so we could yeah. all have the next the next yeah. day off. Either do that or just play the Super Bowl on Saturday. Like or that, I, too. Yeah. I mean, they give them a two almost a two weeks. So move it up a day. Um, I know the chicks out there are probably super pissed that it's Valentine's Day on Monday. And they're like, well, what? Oh, yeah. What, Super Bowl's going to take over Valentine's Day now? Yeah, good luck mutual. with that. Uh, there's going to be a lot of pissed off girlfriends and, and wives out there because, you know, the guys are just going to be like probably hungover, miserable. Like, I did <laughs> yeah. see that there's, um, I can't remember what the name of the school district was, but apparently there's a school district in Cincinnati that actually canceled school for Monday. So I saw that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, yeah, right. You either get the day off to celebrate, or you have the day off to just kind of be sad about it, I guess. But uh, <laughs> either way, it's day off. That's the way it should be. Oh yeah. So, one of the things I wanted to do before we kind of got into the way that I think it would be cool to kind of break this down and and do like a preview would be to do. Offense, defense, and special teams, and basically go position by position, and who do we think has the better matchup, or who do we think has the best tandem there? But before we get to that, a couple notes I just wanted to drop in here that I, I thought were worth mentioning. The viewership numbers from the championship uh, round came in, and um, surprise, surprise, a shit ton of people watched. The Bengals-Chiefs game had 47.85 million viewers, and it peaked at 60.9 at one point, and that was the most watched early window championship game since 2016. And uh, this was kind of surprising to me just because the Rams were involved, and anytime the Rams are involved, I don't always anticipate there being huge ratings, but the 49ers and Rams game had 50.42 million viewers, and it peaked at 55.21, and it was the most watched NFC championship game since 2014. So... I'm going to I'm going to be a homer and say that the Rams are growing their fan base and there's people interested and they're watching. Obviously, I'm sure having the 49ers there had a uh, impact on that as well. Oh yeah. But I mean, I think it's pretty safe to say the Super Bowl is probably going to break whatever the record is. I'm sure it's either going to break it or come close to it because not necessarily because of the Rams, but just because Cincinnati hasn't been there in so long that I feel like that's going to bring in a bunch of people, wouldn't you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, I could see it going both ways. I could see it being, oh my gosh, you know, we got a new team in the Super Bowl. Let's root for the Cincinnati Bengals. So I could see a lot of bandwagoners jumping on that. Uh, but then I could also see it going to, 
hey, you know, it's the Bengals and the Rams. This isn't that exciting to me. I mean, I don't follow the Bengals all year. So people might just not watch the Bengals in that aspect. Um, I could see it going either way. I have a feeling it's not going to be that popular of a game. But I, think, I could be wrong. I think just because it's the Super Bowl, it's always going to draw a huge crowd. I don't know. That's true. I, I like I said, I, I feel like whatever the, the record is, I feel like it's got to come close just because the Cincinnati factor. Um, and the reason I say that is because if you've been watching any kind of media since this matchup has been set, I feel like the majority of any media outlet, I don't care who it is, they've been talking about the Bengals a hell of a lot more than they've been talking about the Rams. And it's been, I would say... 75 80% Joe Burrow talk and everybody else. So, don't know if it's I mean maybe it is a bandwagon thing like you said, but the storylines are definitely there, so there's definitely for the casual fans and, you know, the, all the other fans for, you know, their teams not in it. I guess that's I think that would be the thing that's going to draw them in. Um, yeah, and maybe bandwagon wasn't the right word to use. It's just uh, the underdog, I would say. I feel like people are going to say, hey, yeah. the Bengals are the underdog heavily, and let's root for these guys. They haven't won a Super Bowl in, uh, I don't know. I don't so, ever. Ever? I, have they ever? I don't, I don't think know. they ever have, because I know they went twice in the 80s, and both times yeah. they lost to the 49ers, so I don't think they've okay, ever then, won. Yeah, maybe they've never won one. I know it had been like 30 years since they had won a playoff game, yeah, and so that happened against the Rams, unfortunately, or against the Raiders, unfortunately. Yeah, sorry, but uh, yeah. So I, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, but no, I, I feel like yeah, it might it might draw a big crowd based off of the you know David versus Goliath type thing, or you know this could be their first Super Bowl. So I can see people getting hyped about that. It's interesting too because in our lifetime, because we're basically the same age, we've never seen any Ohio Cleveland franchise really be dominant or really win championships. That's kind of why Cleveland's been the laughing stock of every league. It doesn't matter if it's NFL, baseball, whatever. They haven't had championships. You know, that's just not what they do there. You know, if you include Ohio State and you want to do the college stuff, it's a little bit different, but strictly talking pros before LeBron James got to Cleveland and went back and got his championship there. I mean, can there really hasn't been, you know, no one thinks of dominance and, and um, uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Um, Just not a very uh, successful pro state. I mean, you yeah, I'm at, thinking of Indians are successful to an extent, but not winning championships. Yeah, Same. dynasty. That was the word I was trying to think of. Okay, they've yeah, never yeah, they've never had like a dynasty. They've never had any sort of continued success. Like the Indians made the World Series, what was that, like twenty fifteen, I think, when they lost to the Cubs. It's um, been a while. I mean, they yeah. did have that movie Major League. So oh, they, have, they, they had the movie, yep, yep. <laughs> if we're doing fictional stuff, they did have the movie, which is by one of my favorite movies of all time. <laughs> right. Um <laughs> So Cleveland and, and Ohio in general has just never been a sports state, sports city that's been known for winning teams and dynasties. But hey, if the Bengals pull this off and they win on Sunday, 
they certainly have a young core where they could, if they don't screw it up, they could, you know, be dominant for the next couple of years and they can be right there with the chiefs every year and the bills every year, like AFC is stacked. So they could be there every year. I will see. Um, another note that I, I wanted to pass along and I just saw this like 15 minutes before we started recording this is one of my favorite nuggets to drop on people because I don't think many people know about it. Um, and I'll ask you, Aaron, cause I, you might not even know about it. I know you're not like, I know you're a Raiders fan first and foremost, but do you remember who the Rams drafted before they drafted Aaron Donald? Same draft. It was 2014 and it was first round, but do you remember who the Rams took before Donald? Cause they had two picks in the first round that year. Ooh, 2014. Wow, you put me on the spot. Um, bu- bu- bu. I don't expect you to know this. I'm just I... asking just to kind of prove a point. 2014. I'm guessing it was somebody that's a nobody. Uh, I- I'm going to go with, I don't know. <laughs> so it was um, an offensive tackle by the name of Greg Robinson. And the reason I, there's a couple of reasons I bring that up one, because I think that's just a fascinating draft note because everyone talks about how great Aaron Donald is and how wonderful the Rams did picking him and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, did you know that the Rams actually drafted another guy before they took Donald? Uh, That's the crazy part is not only did all those other teams pass on him, the Rams passed on him too. Um, They took this offensive tackle second overall, but the reason I'm bringing him up specifically is because he just got arrested again. And I had to read this little headline article because reading the, if I could tell you the details, but I think reading this word for word, it, it brings more light to it and and actually explains it a little bit better than I could. So former NFL offensive tackle Greg Robinson was arrested after police in Thibodeau, Louisiana, said they found large amounts of drugs in his possession during a car stop Monday evening. Robinson has been charged with felony possession with intent to distribute cocaine, crack cocaine, hydrocodone, marijuana, Xanax, and methamphetamine. A search of property turned up about 120 thousand dollars worth of drugs including over three pounds of crystal meth 2.2 pounds of cocaine nearly 40 pounds of marijuana four grams of crack cocaine 227 doses of hydrocodone 48 doses of oxycodone and 18 doses of alprazolam whatever that is which apparently it's like a form of xanax um but yeah so i just i saw that and i was like Okay, I have to share that. That's crazy. Uh, just because, yeah. like I said, it's, it's one of those notes when it comes to the Rams that I don't think many people know. So I was like, eh, I got to bring that up. That's just too funny. No, that's um, wild. I, I had no idea. And I did see that article. I saw something about he had eight different types of drugs or uh, I think that was kind of like the headliner. And I was like, man, that guy's in some trouble. Yeah. Oh, wow. So I didn't know he was drafted before Aaron Donald. So that is. Got us a nice little nugget. Yeah, so if you're going to any Super Bowl parties on Sunday and going to drop some knowledge on people when they start talking about Aaron Donald, you could be like, did you know that there was a guy that the Rams actually took before Aaron Donald? Yeah, he's a huge drug dealer, by the way. Um, (laughs) So before we get into the preview, I'll go ahead and ask Manny to say hi because Manny just dropped in. What's up, dude? 
What's up, boys? Happy uh, Happy Tuesday? No, Tuesday? No, Happy Wednesday! Jesus Christ! Yep. I'm like I'm like I'm like fucking Robinson right now. <laughs> it, it is Wednesday. It doesn't feel like it, but it is um, Wednesday. Happy Super Bowl week! Um, I can't wait to stop hearing Cincinnati Bengals fans crying about not getting enough credit about how they have a majority of a better football team in general. So um, I can't wait, man. Let's get well, the show on the road and uh, let's whoop that ass. Well, we'll go ahead and get into that then. So basically what we're going to do, I think this is a good discussion, is basically we're going to go offense, defense, special teams, and just go group by group. And then we'll basically give our take on who we think has the better group and why. Starting off with the offense, we'll start with quarterback. And this is a, a pretty fascinating because I've seen people go both ways on this one. So are you Stafford or are you Burrow? Which one would you rather have? And you can, whoever wants to answer can answer. I'm not going to, it's up to you. Whoever wants to go, go. Let's just start talking. Man. Go, Aaron. Oh, all right. I'll go first. Oh my gosh. This is a tough question. I'm going to go ahead and say, um, I'm going to go with Matthew Stafford just based off of his years of experience. We at least have a, a large sample size with him and his success, uh, even with the terrible team with the Detroit Lions. Uh, and, you know, Joe Burrow, this is his first full season because he did get hurt last season. And last season really just was kind of a mess. And, uh, you know, we really just got the one-year sample size uh, of success from him. And so I'm going to go ahead and go with Matthew Stafford. I think he's more of a veteran, and he might be able to hopefully handle this Super Bowl situation uh, with a little more composure. However, I mean, Joe Burrow really has nothing to lose since he's so young in the league going to the Super Bowl. But I think talent-wise, I want to say Matthew Stafford. All right, Manny, who are you taking? Manny. No, listen, I, I, I think Aaron said something very important there. Experience does matter in this league, especially when it comes to playing in the Super Bowl. Um, nothing against Joe Burrow, man. I mean, the man had an ACL injury, right? Comes back. And I, I, I've seen certain fans give him credit, and I've seen other fans say, well, you know, he needed his defense to make plays on the stretch. Still, though, um, Burrow still needed to make third downs down the stretch. He still needed to move the football, you know, some sort of way, right? But I think that this is Matthew Stafford's time. This is a moment that he's been dying to, he's been dying for, um, you know, even with a Lions uniform. But I don't think Matthew Stafford is going to go out not slinging it, man. I mean, um, you know, in the Bucks game, even the game against the Niners, like, yeah, like we weren't running effectively, right? You still needed to rely on Matthew Stafford throwing 30-plus times. And I think Matthew understands that and knows what he has to do in this game coming up on Sunday to get the job done. Again, nothing against Burrow, man, but this is totally new to him. But, I mean, geez, like, you know, if I was to bet against Joe Burrow, I, I don't think I would. I mean, here's a guy that won a national championship playing top teams already got picked number one overall in his home state, you know, like that's enough pressure for me. Right. And here he is. But I think Aaron made a great point right there, man. So to me, it's all about the experience. The Rams had the experience already going in there. Um, this, this whole notion, all oh, the Rams only have 10 plus players back from that game. You know, still though, Sean McVay was embarrassed that night. He was basically schooled by the goat of coaches. And I think that Sean McVay, despite the lack of, you know, play calling last game. I think he, hopefully he realizes that, you know what? I may just have to play boring, right? I may just have to play ugly. I'm not here 
trying to give the other team multiple possessions because you've seen it, right? This Bengals team doesn't probably have a known name. And I'm sorry, don't give me Eli Apple, okay? Yes, Henderson's a pretty nice pass rusher, you know, but this Bengals team plays collectively, you know, but I still think that Matthew Stafford has seen it all, been through it all, has so many seasons under his belt, you know, and let's be honest, guys, how many years left does he have? Two, maybe three the most? He can't waste this opportunity. I'm going to go with Matthew Stafford in this game. Yeah, I think both quarterbacks are obviously really good. Um, Burrow probably has him in athleticism and mobility. But I think, like you guys said, when it comes to a game like this where everything's on the line, you definitely want a guy with experience, a guy that's been reading defenses for 10-plus years in this league. So I'm going to go with Stafford based on that alone because for a game of this magnitude, that matters. Going next to running backs, another interesting matchup because on the Rams side, you've got Sony Michelle and you've got Cam Akers. On the Bengals side, you've got Joe Mixon and maybe a lesser known guy, but has stepped up in the playoffs, uh, Samaje Pirine. So another interesting sort of matchup. Um, what what do we feel on this one? Are we feeling Rams group? We feeling Bengals? What are we feeling on this one? You want me to take it, Aaron? Yeah, you go ahead. You hit this one first. I mean, listen, I, I'm going to be honest here. Give me Joe Mixon all day. Um, nothing against Cam Akers. Just came back off an injury. I saw a report today that his shoulder is not 100%. Oh, man. I mean, Joe Mixon has stepped it up, man, right? Um, he's been he's been able to run it effectively when you, when you need it to him to down the stretch. And he's been a pretty good – you know, once he gets past that line of scrimmage running back, man, the way he's able to cut his strength, um, you know, w- w- when I saw him play as a Sooner, I think that's the one thing that, you know, I was hoping that he could actually do better at was once he passed the line of scrimmage playing an NFL defense, how was he going to be able to make those cuts and stuff? But he's been getting better and better and better at running the football, creating those first downs. One of the best Bengals runs they've been doing, guys, this, this whole postseason has been that stretch play to the left, which creates the cutback to the right. So be on the lookout for that running play, especially to be one of the key things for this game on Sunday where the Bengals are going to try to overlap the, the, the D-line on the Rams going one way, and they're going to want to make sure that everybody's flowing. And this is when Reader and the boys in the back got to stay disciplined, man. You can't overreact to just that. Because Joe Mixon has the Joe Mixon's eyes are just so great. He'll find that hole on the comeback and go away. Cam Akers has shown though that he can carry the bulk, but these injuries, man. I mean, you know, it's it's tough. Like in, in a way, I wish we had a guy like Todd Gurley <laughs> that can still run the football, you know, quick and fast and speedy. But you know, Cam's gonna have to do it, man. And yeah, Todd's got um, no knees. Uh, and, well, well, Todd got on these now, but when I mean Todd Gurley, I'm thinking about three or four years back. Oh, now. yeah. Who wouldn't want him? Right. Uh, <laughs> right. But, so, Aaron, yeah. what you got for this one? Speaking of Todd Gurley, Gurley, I want to just say, you know, people look at the Rams uh, Super Bowl loss against the Patriots and they need to remember that uh, Sean McVay's safety net, Todd Gurley, his man all year who he rode all year, barely played in that game because he was injured. So, I mean, they had a a big mitigation plan on that that failed. Yep. But, and Brandon and yeah, but you, yeah, but you, and you also have Jared Goff as your quarterback. Well, well yeah, not, there's that. About that. 
<laughs> so it was it was a, a horrible, horrible mess. Anyways, if you're looking at a one-two punch, I'm gonna say Acres, Michelle. But if you're looking at singular running back, it's gonna be Joe Mixon all day. I mean, Manny, you hit you hit the nail right on the head there with your uh explanation as to why Joe Mixon is the better running back out of out of all these running backs. I mean, P Ryan, they use primarily for it looks like the passing, like a little um screen passes, uh, dump off, uh, plays. He's not so much involved in the running game that I've really seen. Uh, but Joe Mixon, man, that guy is a beast. Uh, he's dangerous. I'm worried about him. Rams need to make sure they contain him and, uh, don't let him get, don't let him get free. Yep. I, um, I agree completely. And I think that Aaron, I think you said it perfectly because, I think if you're looking at one, two punches, I think you would take the Rams. But if you're talking about one play at a time, you need a big play, an explosive play, someone that can turn a three-yard loss into a 20-yard gain, that's Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon can do that. He's a special running back. And there's not very many, in my opinion, special running backs that can do stuff like that. And I love... Uh, everything that you know Cam's done since he's come back, very admirable. Um, Sony Michelle was like the MVP of this team in December. Great, they're doing great things. But if I'm counting on one running back to make an amazing play or have a, a huge impact on this game, it's going to be Joe Mixon. And we saw in the Chiefs game, P Ryan can catch some some passes on some screens, and if he gets in space, he can make some first downs and he can make some things happen. So. He's not bad either. He's more of a receiving third down back, but he's not bad either. You might not have heard of him. That doesn't mean he's not good. Um, Next matchup, this is another fascinating one, and I've seen a lot of people go different ways on this one, so it'll be interesting to get your guys' opinion on this one. The wide receiver room. So on the Rams side, obviously, you've got Cup, you've got OBJ, and you've got Van Jefferson. Those are kind of like the big three. Shout out Tutu Atwell. What a draft pick that was. And on the Bengals side, you've got Jamar Chase, you've got T. Higgins, and you've got Tyler Boyd. So where are you guys falling on this one? Who would you rather have? Which group of receivers do you want on your side? I'll go first. <laughs> yeah, uh, all right. Because I'm here trying to see what my answer is going to be. <laughs> no, this is a no, this is a tough this is a tough question. Um, my boy Cup, man, he's uh all right. I'm going to look at the top two receivers from each or top receiver from each team. You got Cup on the Rams, and you got Jamar Chase on the Bengals. I'm going to pick Cup every day. Now let's look at their second tier. I would say probably. Based off of current performances, you're looking at T. Higgins from Bengals, and then you're looking at OBJ from the Rams. And, you know, I think T. Higgins is an excellent, excellent wide receiver, but I'm, again, OBJ is a veteran. This is the game he's been waiting for his entire career, and he is hitting, you know, his peak at the right time. So I'm going to go with OBJ. And then third, you got Tyler Boyd against, you know, maybe a Van Jefferson, which I would probably give it to Tyler Boyd. Um, tight ends looks like uh, we're going to be without our boy uh, Higby. But and then I think they're going to be without Uzama, 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 uh, Uzama. Uzama. Uh, so um, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead with the Rams. 
I think I think okay. with uh yeah, Cup Manny, OBJ. Uh, what do you got? All right, boys. So after much deliberation, I've been thinking about this lady. By the way, this there's this Bengals fan who's been creating spaces ever since last week, and he uh, he actually I think he does a pod and he writes for something in the jungle, which is a Bengals or uh, SB Nation. His main focus basically was saying that the wide receivers of the Bengals will are basically better overall than the Rams. I see his point, but I also I actually entered that space. By the way, thank you to all the followers who's been following us since the last month or so. Um, we've gained about two hundred followers or so. Thank you for everybody for, for, for following us. It's at Mob Squad Pod. Um, the main conversation was well. What if OBJ wasn't there? And I basically say, no, 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 you can't say that, right? You have to include Odell Beckham. Yeah, that doesn't seeing, make any sense. That doesn't make any sense to me, right? So I could you say, know, what if you didn't have Jamar Chase? Well, because the, their explanation is, well, he was a Brown this year. Like, you know, come on. Like, you guys had to go out and trade. I'm like, I don't give a shit. That's like, a you guys have to suck. Seriously, like, they had to suck to get Joe Burrow. They had to suck to get Jamar Chase. And if I remember correctly, isn't Joe Mixon a first-round pick? Right. Uh, I think he slipped to the second because of his domestic violence okay, thing. Well, but well, still, like, still, still, when you have a chase in the borough for first round picks, I'm sorry. It's like this Rams team hasn't had a first round pick since Nixon was in freaking office. Like, get the hell out of here with that shit. So after giving him much thought, I think the emergence of Odell Beckham being there for Stafford, and we talked about this a little bit, getting that connection going and understanding each other and coverages and schemes and stuff. You know what Chase does so well. I think Ramsey, and that's the one thing, right? <clears throat> I don't want to go into the game again because I feel like Ramsey, he's not going to stay on Chase the whole time. Chase is quick, man. He can get off the line. But I don't think he can out-physical you. He's not that type of player. If you jam him hard at the line of scrimmage, his speed already cuts down, which then gives your pass rush a much effective pressure up front. <clears throat> I'm going to go with the Rams with the emergence of, with the emergence of Odell Beckham because what Odell gives me in my opinion, is what T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd already give you, right? And that's an extra body. I look at Odell Beckham, man. This man can create space, can break it, you know, a five-yard pass to a 30-yard catch. And Cooper Cup himself, you know, in all honesty, I don't remember many games where Cup hasn't been able to get the ball and we've lost. Um, you know, he's been like the main focal point of the offense ever since Robert Woods got hurt. But still, I think that what Oda Beckham has been bringing to the table since he's been traded and what he's been doing on the field with Matthew Stafford, nothing against, you know, Higgins and Boyd, you know, but I think when you put Higgins and Boyd together, that to me makes him Odell. And I'd rather have experienced guys and Cup and Odell being able to go out there catching passes and, you know, doing things. Not to say that Chase can't do it, but again, Chase is young. Um, He's going to see a style of defense where he hasn't seen. I'm sorry. I'm not trusting that Titans secondary. I'm not trusting that Chiefs secondary. And it's you know what, though? In all honesty, I don't even trust the Rams secondary at times, right? Because sometimes they give up big plays and things like that. But, you know, yeah, again, you know, that's where I, I see it, man. I, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, like, to think of, a, like, one more point here and there. But, again... You know, I'm going to rest my case. What Odell brings to the table is what Higgins and Boyd all already bring as two players because of the way that it, he's been playing. Yeah, I think this is another one where 
I don't think you're wrong, whatever group you choose, honestly. You could ask me yesterday, and I might have said the Bengals. Ask me tomorrow, I might say the Rams. Ask me right now, I'll probably say Rams just because... Is that without Higby? Because I am going to say this, though. People want to men- mention that. But, Nick, we talked about it, especially going back onto the pod about the Bucks. Blanton has shown up, and he's not known for catching passes. He's catching first down passes and he's creating those plays for himself. You need to take that into consideration into this game if Higby is not able to go. Yeah, Higby, um, there wasn't a practice today, but had there been a practice, um, he wouldn't have practiced is the report that I saw. So it's not trending upwards and Uzama is still up in the air as well. So the tight end group is going to be a complete wild card, but I think Kendall Bland can definitely contribute, which is pretty exciting. So I am going to go with the Rams group. Um, but like I said, I don't think there's a wrong answer here because both groups are very special. But I'm going to go with the Rams just because right now it's hard to make an argument against Cooper Cup. And it's hard to make an argument against the chemistry that OBJ and Stafford have developed. So I'm just going to go with them. But not. I don't think there's a wrong answer here. Both groups are special. And the real quick, too, I just, just want to keep in mind, the Rams do have some key players that are hurt, such as Manny mentioned Akers, and then Jefferson, Van Jefferson, remember, he's he's ailing, <laughs> uh, hurt, what, knee, and then Higby, I haven't heard good things about his uh, expectations to play, so, yeah, but yeah. Proceed. So the the next group isn't gonna take isn't gonna take much of a conversation because this is uh, pretty easy, and I think this is gonna be the deciding factor in the game. But the offensive line group, um, obviously the Rams, ha- they haven't been super special, but they haven't been terrible. So they're just kind of like middle of the road. They're a little they're good in in everything. They're not great. Meanwhile, on the other side, the Bengals offensive line is their Achilles heel. It's by far their worst position group on any side of the ball. And if you didn't know that, just flip on the Titans game. Joe Burrow got sacked nine times. Granted, they still won. I get it. However, Kamba, that's not sustainable. That's not a recipe for success. You cannot expect any quarterback, any offense. I don't care if it's high school football or college football. You can't expect your quarterback to get sacked nine times and still win. So I think it's pretty obvious here. No one is taking the Bengals offensive line, right? No. <laughs> no. Okay. I was going to say, I'm assuming the stun silence is a no. So I'm going to say the Bengals offensive line did better against the Chiefs. They only allowed one sack versus what the nine they allowed versus the Titans. So They did. But the Rams offense or defensive line and linebacker with Floyd and uh, and Von Miller. Anyways, you might be getting there. Sorry, I'm, I'm jumping the gun. No, 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 you're good. But yeah, we are going to go to the defense right now. So we'll start with uh, the guys up front, the defensive line. So um, for Rams fans that might not know on the defensive line, the Bengals got some dudes. They're not nobodies. OK, they got some dudes. They got Sam Hubbard and they got Trey Hendrickson. Those are their edge guys. And then they've got BJ Hill and DJ Reader in the middle. DJ Reader is the run stuffer, the guy that, you know, he's the big power rusher guy. So he's going to be the one that's primarily going to be stuffed in the middle there. And Trey Hendrickson has been one of their um, big pickups that he came over from New Orleans and he's been 
arguably their defensive MVP. I can't remember exactly how many sacks he got this season, but I think it was somewhere in the 12, 14 range, but he's been their version of Aaron Donald. So he's their main pass rusher. He's the guy that most likely Stafford is going to have to be watching out for. Obviously on the Rams side, don't really have to say much. Everyone knows we have Aaron Donald. Uh, the word on the street is Sebastian Joseph Day might be back for this game, so that'd be huge. Uh, obviously, we have great gains. So, and Ashawn Robinson has been playing phenomenal. Like, it's unbelievable how much better he's been playing towards the end of the year. I don't know what happened to him, but totally different guy. So, this is another fascinating kind of group discussion because while the Rams have Aaron Donald, the Bengals also have some dudes. So, can't just totally, you know, disregard them. So I'll ask you guys, I mean, I think I think I know where you guys are going to go, but I'll go ahead and ask you guys, which group would you rather have? Would you rather have the Bengals group or would you rather have the Rams group? You got this one, Manny. <laughs> well, I, I, I think where I said that, that um, Odell can actually become Higgins and Boyd, I think, though, that what the Bengals have up front, man, is basically, you know, four sets of half of Aaron Donald, right? Um, I'm not saying that there's an Aaron Donald in there, but the way that these guys are able to be plugged in and plugged out, and I do believe they're missing one or two guys since they beat the Raiders. So still, for them to get this type of pressure up front, to, to be able to stop Patrick Mahomes in the second half the way they did, I mean, man, that's, that's a, that is no easy task. So you got to give those guys up front credit. And where, you know, you look at the Rams, yes, you have Aaron Donald, man, but, you know, has Leonard Floyd played at a consistent level? Have any of the other guys played at a consistent level? Eh, sometimes yes, right? Sometimes no. Sometimes I didn't include he... Floyd in this one just because Floyd mm -hmm. is actually a linebacker, even though they okay. put him on the okay. line, but he's technically a linebacker. Yeah. So that's true. why I didn't no, include true, true. him in this one. Yeah, true. So then I guess I'll just say Von Miller, right? And I think the only thing I hate about that is, you know, going back to last game, how they had Von, you know, Von Miller in a three-point stance and, and then – all of a sudden backing up from the line of scrimmage about a yard or two out. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? He's a pass rusher, right? There's no question in this game on Sunday that Von Miller should be attacking their weakest link, right? Which is their, if I remember correctly, it's their right side of the offensive line. Yes, it's Joe Burrow's viewpoint, but this is where Aaron Donald should just create havoc from the other side. But still, man, let's, you know, you got to give, this Bengals D-line some credit. This is where they flourish on this side of the ball, right? It all begins up front. And, you know, I I don't think I can pick um, either or. Um, I see where the Bengals can be a little bit weak at is what I'm seeing the Rams could be good at. But then what the Rams are good at, I can see the Bengals. I'm sorry, where I see the Rams could be weak at, I see the Bengals being good at. So it's like... I think it's, you know, the positives and the negatives, they outweigh each other. So I'm going to say both teams um, half and half. I can't really pick one or, or the other, you know, because at some point Aaron Donald can just become a man, a man amongst boys and just, just created by himself. But then you look at the Bengals side where they're, you know, with Henderson and Reeder and all these other boys, man, they're, they're able to just create that constant pressure without bringing the blitz. Right, wow. and that's what creates a defense so well. So Man, I'm going to say half and half. High, wow. Uh, okay, I am, Aaron. I am. I am. Aaron, um, grow a sack and give me a pick. Oh my gosh, a tie! Damn it. Yeah, this is tough. All right, 
Uh, all right, you, all right. You know what? You want me to just say a single answer? Rams, all right? There thank you. you. There you go. There you go. Thank you. Right. Okay, Aaron. <laughs> um, if you would have included the linebackers with Vaughn Miller and Leonard which Floyd, I'm not. which you're not, uh, I think he, when you're working with Aaron Donald, he's going to probably draw two defenders most of the time, or they're going to focus heavily on him, which opens up um, other areas for people to get in. And generally, you'll see like a Leonard Floyd, and now Von Miller's starting to produce, get in there, but we're not counting linebackers. Uh, for the sake of the order here, I want to go a little bit different, and I want to go with the Bengals. I think uh, their play against the Chiefs uh, at the defensive line looked pretty decent. Uh, it's not a bad pick. Yeah, Like got, I said, I, I, just because we have Aaron Donald doesn't mean it's a slam dunk. So I don't hate that pick at all. They got in, and I mean, they pressured – they pressured Mahomes a decent amount of times, not a, not a ton, but they got some hits on him. And I think we notice when uh, Matthew Stafford is under pressure, he sometimes doesn't make the best of throws, just like any quarterback, I suppose, in the league. Uh, and yeah, I think the sacks they got um, four sacks, I believe, against Mahomes as well. So I think they're trending in a uh well, the team, the defense, and in, in overall got four sacks, but uh, I believe the offensive line got two of them. Hubbard, he's killing it, man. So I'm going to go with the Bengals. Uh, it's a close call. I mean, I love Aaron Donald. He's 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 a killer up front, but um, when you got an overall defensive line versus you know potentially just the one guy, I'd say uh, I'm going to go with the Bengals. Yep. Like I said, it's not a bad pick. I think you could go either way, and I don't think you'd be wrong. The only reason why, and again, if you ask me tomorrow, I might change my answer. Right now, I'm going to say Rams only because Aaron Donald looks like he's, he hasn't put up like crazy sack numbers, but if you look at his effort and the way that he's talking to people on the sidelines and the way he's communicating, this is a form of Aaron Donald that we haven't seen before. He's being extremely vocal. He's being, um, you know, the rally guy, the rah-rah guy, and that's normally not his thing. But you can tell after losing in the last Super Bowl, he's not about to lose this one. And so based on just that alone and him being like a maniac right now, I'm just going to pick the Rams because he's playing out of his, his mind right now. So for that reason alone, I'm going to say the Rams. But again, this is a close you know, grouping. I don't think this is a slam dunk by any means. And real uh, quick too, are we comparing uh, just overall or are we comparing against their matchups? Because if I'm looking at the Rams defensive line against the it's Bengals both. offensive I, I would line, say you could use I'm both. Going with the I mean, Rams. <laughs> yeah, you can, I would say you can use it both ways. It's up to you how you want to, okay, gotcha. you know, define I want to argue it. it. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's up to you how you want to define it. <laughs> well, in that you case, I'm going to say, I'm going to go with the Rams because they're playing against the Bengals offensive line. I'm changing my answer. <laughs> Damn, Aaron's over here playing chess. We're all playing checkers. Like I said, I think both groups are good. I really don't think there's a wrong answer. Uh, next group is the linebacker group, and I think this one is definitely swaying more towards LA's side, but for what it's worth, the Bengals do have Jermaine Pratt, who's not a household name, but he's not terrible, okay? Um, the one guy that they do have that is really good that you may not know is Logan Wilson. He is a very good outside linebacker, and he is a guy that can cause some matchup problems. So they do have him. Obviously, on the Rams side, we have uh, you know, our big-name guys. You've got Von Miller, and you've got Leonard Floyd. And then 
from what I've been reading recently, it sounds like they're trying to decrease the playing time for Troy Reader, which I'm not going to argue with. And it looks like guys like Traven Howard and Ernest Jones are going to be getting a little bit more playing time. So I think all things considered, I would easily go Rams here um, just based on the pass rushers alone. But I'll ask you guys, do you have anything, you know, is there a world where you see the Bengals linebackers can somehow outplay the Rams linebackers? Well, listen, this answer for me can be quick and simple. I didn't see the Bengals linebackers getting drawn back five yards before they were able to make a tackle. So I'm just going to say that the Bengals linebackers are better than the Rams linebackers. Because guess what, Nick? We don't have any linebackers. We definitely don't have linebackers that can tackle. We definitely have linebackers that can pass rush. But when it comes to tackling, yeah, that's not our thing. The Bengals guys definitely are more of the tackling coverage linebackers, whereas our linebackers are more... Hey, get down in a stance and rush the passer. So it, both both def- both linebacker cores do their job in in different ways. They have different goals, I guess, in mind. Um, I, I, but but come on, guys, Von Miller is not known as a linebacker. Like this whole this whole you know four three three four five two type of deal. Listen, I understand that today's athlete can be so versatile. But let's be clear here: Von Miller is going in as a pass rusher in the hall of fame he's not gonna be going as an lb come on like you know this i don't know that just bugs me because we all know what von miller is well i hate to break it to you but he's been classified as an outside linebacker his entire career well the nfl should have that change like and you know and there should have other things changed like that 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 should have been a question that roger goodell should have been asked I'm, i'm kidding i'm kidding I mean, there's worse things going on in the NFL <laughs> to waste time on a, you know, a position change. But still, like, when you think of Vaughn Miller, you think of him sacking the quarterback. You think of him going after Cam Newton and Tom Brady and winning the Super Bowl with the Broncos. That's my point. I mean, even with Floyd, right? Like, like you know, like Floyd was a pass rusher in Georgia that got converted to a versatile hashtag pass rusher slash linebacker and with the Bears, which – I understand what they're trying to do with his size, but that never worked out either. So, Yeah, I think the reason he didn't succeed in Chicago is because they tried to use him as a coverage linebacker, and he's not a coverage linebacker. He's the Von Miller type. He's going to get down in a stance, and he's going to rush the passer. That's what he's really good at. That's, I mean, that's my two cents. But anyway, Aaron, uh, what do you got on these linebacker groups? Real quick. Uh, so we got the defensive end linebacker debate going on here. Uh, I just want to do a little trivia for you both. Do you know who the only player to ever get into the Pro Bowl at two positions, linebacker and defensive end? Who was it? Only well, player, same to, season, same season. This had was, to have been a while ago because now I feel like they don't really do that anymore. Um, made it as a linebacker and a pass rusher. I'm not sure the year, but I want to say it was within the last five years. That's interesting. He made it as a defensive end and as a linebacker. I'm going to guess, and I don't think this is going to be close, but I just have a weird feeling. I'm going to say Julius Peppers. No. Damn. Manny, do you have a guess? He's thinking about it. I'll I'll give you a hint. Oh, no. Here, I'll let him guess. You know what, but Julius Peppers was a great guess, Nick. I'm not going to lie. Um, what era did he play in? 
Uh, uh, I said it was in, like the last five. <laughs> Manny's getting all these clues. He's he like, what era, what team? team? What college? What college? Buffalo. <laughs> he played for Buffalo in college, and he played on my favorite team. Oh, it's Khalil Mack. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Jeez. <Why not laughs> that was too easy. Even Manny would have known that. Listen, All the right. Only player, the only player from Buffalo I remember is James Starks. I'm sorry. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's interesting that they did that because nowadays they're like, if you look at draft coverage and people start talking about these guys coming out of college, they don't even call them defensive ends anymore. They call them edge now. That's just what they're yeah. classified as as edge. So, yeah. and maybe that's what they classified him as. I can't remember, but he got uh, into the Pro Bowl at two different positions. So, <laughs> yeah, the league is the the league is definitely changing, and that's one of those things where, like I said, I was assuming this was probably like ten years ago or so because the league hadn't really caught up yet with how defenses operate now, where every everything's kind of hybrid, where you've got safeties playing linebacker and cornerbacks are playing safety sometimes. And now you got linebackers that are playing on the line more. So yeah, it, it's getting it's getting muddled. So it's interesting that he was the first one. Um, but I mean, Khalil Mack up until maybe yeah, this ex- season was. I looked it up real quick. In 2015, he became the first player in NFL history to be selected first team All Pro at two different positions: defensive end and outside linebacker in the same season. Okay, so, so about six seasons I ago. I wasn't lying. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. I said five seasons. I led you astray. It was six seasons uh, it's all ago. Same. It's bad. all good. All right, real quick. So going into the the question, I'm going to go with the Rams linebacker. I know we've been bitching and moaning about how they need to get some linebackers over there. But I think with the game against the Bengals, man, you know, I think Leonard Floyd's going to have a filled day. Um, I am excited about their their blitzing here. So I think Joe Burrow is going to need to get rid of the ball, rid of the ball relatively quickly. And yes, I am concerned about his receiving core uh, and the linebackers' ability to cover the flats if needs so. Um, but I I just think with Floyd and Miller, man, if they can, if they, Donald's going to be taking up a couple people, I think. And so I think if they start blitzing, one of those linebackers is going to get home a few times. I'm going to go with them. Definitely. I mean, I, I I honestly think that this entire game hinges on how the offensive line for the Bengals performs. Uh, next up is the cornerback group. Uh, again, this one is kind of, you could go either way, kind of. You could make an argument, but again, I think it does lean towards L.A. just because Jalen Ramsey is the best cornerback in the league. I don't care... You know, Cowboys fans, you can miss me with all the Trayvon Diggs shit. Um, Jalen Ramsey's the guy. He is this generation's Darrell Revis. He is the best corner in the league. So based on that fact alone, I'm going to lean Rams on this one. But I'll ask you guys because the Bengals do have uh, Chidobia Wuzier, who's not bad. He's not terrible at all. Mike Hilton's been playing really well. And for whatever reason, Eli Apple's been playing kind of well, which is weird, but he's been playing kind of well in in spots so there is that um but i'll go ahead and and pose the question to you guys do you have a uh, favorite for this group i could answer real quick if you want all right get at it yeah i'm gonna say that the rams even though when you look at eli apple i mean this man's been on what his third fourth team there's a reason for that but bell as well being playing in the back and like in the back end with him 
he's basically has he's he, he he's basically covered him um in a lot of plays which has made which has made which has given Eli Apple the capabilities of playing the man to man coverage without having to you know be i guess a zone type of um defensive back right um you know every single you know every single um when you think about it overall in the NFL <clears throat> if you're a guy on defense and you're a defensive back what makes your job easier knowing that your safeties are going to be there for you right and i and i think bell has been that person in the back end now when you look at the rams you know i i i wanted rap to kind of create that his own identity but he hasn't been able to stay healthy and we had to pick up a guy named eric weddle who hasn't played football and god knows how long and he's actually done a very decent job i'm not i'm not gonna lie um, and then, you know, I wish our boy Williams would be playing the way he did last season. Um, I think it's the number change. He needs to go back to his original number <laughs> and leave the number 11 off him. But, of course, what is what else is there to say about Jalen Ramsey? The only thing that I don't like about it is that in Morris's scheme, he doesn't follow the best offensive player um, from one side to one side. So that, to me, is telling me that, you know, Joe Burrow is going to be throwing, right, to the other side of Ramsey, right? I know that Tom Brady went after him in the third, fourth quarter, but that's because the Bucks were down by 21 plus points, and they were just looking to get the ball to their best player, which was Mike Evans. That's that's all, you know, that's basically all it is. So, but um, I'm gonna go with the Rams. Still think though that the way that the Bengals defense play as a whole, their scheme wise, the way they communicate, you got to give these guys credit, man. In the second half <clears throat> against Mahomes and against um. Who was the first thing? Oh, I'm so sorry, Aaron. The, uh, the Raiders, even though the Raiders actually, I think the Raiders' offense slowed them down in the first half and they woke up in the second. Um, but this Bengals team has been great on defense in second half adjustments, um, you know, especially twice against the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. That has Absolutely. to be counted. Really? That, that has to be Absolutely. counted for something. So. For sure. That's yeah. Manny's version of a short answer. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that was... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry. That, that's about as short as Manny gets. Okay, Aaron, go ahead. I'll give you credit on the, I mean, shoot, the Cincinnati Bengals second half defense has been killer. Uh, I mean, all right, so I'm looking, Eli Apple, man, that guy was garbage for the Saints. I never <laughs> thought he was good ever. And then he went to the Raiders, and the Raiders, they dropped his ass. So, I mean, that's telling you something if the Raiders dropped him. I think the him. Saints dropped him, too. <laughs> Does, it, oh, yeah. I think or, or sorry, the, I think they you eventually. said the, Saints. The, uh, the Giants is who I meant to say. Oh, he was with the Giants? They dropped him, too? I, I okay. think he was. I think he was drafted by the Giants. Yeah, so I mean, I saw a, his receivers uh, catching a lot of <laughs> catching a lot of balls uh, against you know with going against Patrick Mahomes there. I mean, I guess that happens a, uh, quite frequently, but uh, I I don't have high confidence in that guy. And I mean, you look at the Rams. At least you know you might look at okay, uh, you know they'll they'll throw it to the opposite side of Jalen Ramsey, but that means half of the field or whoever Jalen Ramsey's covering is shut down. And I don't think the Bengals have that shut down corner. So yeah, I don't think they do. I'm going to go with the Rams. I, at least, at least one of them is going to be shutting somebody down. So I'm going to go with the Rams. Yeah. Like I said, I, I lean Rams on this one just because Jalen Ramsey, Darius Williams has not been playing well. Don't know what you're going to get out, out of, uh, you know, Deontay Dion. Um, so. And everyone real, else real is, quick too. One thing I wanted to note is that Jalen Ramsey, um, Tom Brady's last touchdown pass in the NFL, potentially, was to Evans over Ramsey. 
Yeah, I saw Ramsey had some fun with that on Twitter, (laughs) (laughs) which at that point, what can you do? I mean, greatest quarterback we've ever seen play, dropped a dime to a great wide receiver. It happens. Can't win them all. Um, Last group on the defense, uh, Manny touched on it a little bit, um, so I don't think he'll give a 15-minute answer for this one, but the safety group, um, the safety group for the Bengals is... I would say better than the Rams as a whole, because on the Rams side, we have Eric Weddle who has been playing admirably, but it's not like an amazing standout safety. That's not his job, but he is going to be the defensive play caller on Sunday. They did confirm that. So he's going to be wearing the, uh, you know, green decal on his helmet. And he's going to be relaying all the uh, play calls from Raheem Morris. So he's very valuable to the defense, but he's not like a, you know, amazing pro bowl safety. Um, Nick Scott has been making some plays here and there and he killed Debo Samuel, which I'm very happy about. So Nick Scott could show up and have a good game, but again, kind of an unknown. The Bengals have some dudes um, and they, one of their best players on their defense, if not their best player is Jesse Bates. And if you've never heard of him, he is one of the best safeties in football. He's there's nothing he can't do. He can play coverage. He can play the run. He's really good. So they have Jesse Bates. And then Manny mentioned Von Bell, who's a hard hitting safety plays the run. And they also have Ricardo Allen, who's uh, usually the run type safety, the strong safety type. But again, he's another good safety that can make some tackles. So I would say when it comes to this group, I would definitely lean Bengals. but I'll ask you guys, maybe you have a different opinion. Do you have a preference on the safety group? I'm going to go ahead and just give my short answer because I do think it's actually going to be short. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I'm we'll gonna, see. I'm going to uh-huh. go with, I'm gonna uh-huh. go with the Bengals, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's a real laugh, I can tell. Uh, I'm going to go with the Bengals, too. The Rams safety group has made me nervous all playoffs. Uh, I mean, most of the season. But, I mean, yeah, I they're going to yeah. have rap back this this week, it looks like. Um, and I'll say they've been playing relatively decent, uh, in the playoffs and, you know, surprising factor with some backup players. So, um, I'm not sure what they're going to bring, which makes me a little nervous, but at least with Cincinnati's side, they have some consistency with their guys. So I think, I think Cincinnati owns, owns that category there. All right. Fair. Manny. Bengals. Cool. Uh, going on. That to, was short. Yeah, it was. I like it. <laughs> Always uh, upset. <laughs> uh, going on to the last position group that we have, and that's uh, special teams. And this is again a little bit of a fascinating matchup because up until the Tampa Bay game, or I guess even the game before that, because Matt Gay had a, a miss in the game before too, if I remember right. But uh, Matt Gay had been nails all year. But now he's kind of struggling. Evan McPherson's the new hot rookie that hasn't missed all postseason. He's 12 for 12, and he's been clutch. So that part is, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I Right now, I guess I'm leaning Bengals, and I, I guess I'll go Bengals just because Matt Gay has uncharacteristically not been himself. And so based on what I've seen recently, I have to go with the guy that hasn't missed. I have to go with the guy that's been clutch. So... I would say McPherson's got to be the guy. Uh, but, you know, I'll ask you guys, which kicker would you rather have? 
Man. Am I allowed to give my long answer? Or does it go ahead. Go short? ahead. We got time. Go, go ahead. Get that long. <laughs> Listen, I I watched Chris McPherson kick. Um, for most of you that don't know, I'm sorry, Evan McPherson. Not Chris <laughs> McPherson. Evan McPherson. I wa- I watched uh, Evan McPherson kick. Um, for most of you don't know, I am attending Florida for grad school. Um, I did watch him last year. Humble brand. Man, I'm just saying. Just um, nothing against Matt Gay, man. Listen, he's been. Besides the last couple of weeks, and I do understand the injuries, but I think also Sean McVay has left him out in terrible decision-making. Um, you know, he missed that field goal in Tampa, and then for some odd reason to go for what was it, a 54-yard field goal? Yeah, that was I absurd. Guess not, that, that, that right there just makes me want to pull the hairs out of my nose, and it makes me realize and remember the pain that it was when Sean McVay used to just call blades like that type of situation and you're like what are you doing but you know what though hey, I look think we where... gotta we gotta look though we're in the nfl there's kickers making 54 yard field goals he, correct aaron but he was injured already he was hurt yeah like you knew no one has come out instead you knew he was yeah you knew that his form was not going to be fully through at 54 yards that's like, what they keep saying like, uh, yeah that's the no, thing but no. you but but no one has come out and said, like, team. Matt Gay's hurt. He hasn't shown up on the injury report. No, exactly. That's the thing. No. But, you know, you don't have to look at the report to understand that he can't kick for that amount of, of freaking yards. Like, the way the ball just went wide, total, what was it, wide right or wide left? Like, it wasn't even close. Yeah, no, it wasn't right? close. It was so wide right. It, it was wide right or whatever. So. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I'm sorry, Aaron. Not 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 <laughs> not not everybody can have a hey. Look, I give, I give it to the guy. Seasons, if right? he's like, if he's hell? hurt, I give it to the guy. I understand. Well, I'm sorry. Listen, I'm gonna go with the rookie McPherson. I mean, he's made what seven, eight field goals on the road the last two games, clutch ones as well. But when it comes to the punting game, I'm I'm giving my man uh my man number six all the credit there, man. I, I think you know. In the possessions where the Rams are, 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 you know, they're that they don't convert third downs on the other side of the fifty if they don't end up going for it. Which, knowing Sean, he'll probably go for a fourth and one on his own thirty. Um, you know, I, I I trust Hecker more than anything to be able to down the ball. Now, will our guys get down there to down the football? That's also another question thing right there. But um, I give the edge for the Bengals in the field goal in the field goal side and i'm giving the punting for the rams on that side and when you think about the whole uh kickoffs and the punt return maybe the rams a little bit the way that we've been seeing them little by little you know actually blocking better and being able to create much of a you know flip the field possessions here and there so i'm going to give that also to the rams okay aaron what you got uh, all right, yeah, I'll I'll agree with the punter side. I want to go ahead and say, you know, I have a little more faith in Hecker. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and just looking at the scoring aspect, and we've already discussed it briefly. Matt Gay's hurt. You know that sucks, but um, if we're relying on a kicker to kick a, a game-winning 50-yard field goal, I am 100% going McPherson because I've already seen Gay come up with two short field goals and one of them was far off to the right from you know distance that I mean I can't kick but NFL kickers throughout the league can kick uh so I have some concerns with 
yeah, one, his health, and I guess, two, his leg strength. So I think McPherson's the guy for sure, 100% Bengals for the goal. goal. <laughs> okay. So I, we've covered all the groups, and so now we've reached a point where it's time to just kind of man up and make your game pick. So I think this game can go one of two ways. I think one scenario – this is a back-and-forth game, high-scoring, and whoever has the ball last wins. On the other hand, and this is what I think is actually going to happen, and I hope I'm right, I think the Rams win this game, and I don't think it's close. I think the Rams can, can blow this team out, and I say that because of our defense against the Bengals' offensive line. I just don't think that that recipe that they've been gambling with, essentially, is sustainable. And they've gotten away with it this long. I just don't see how they can get away with it again because the Titans destroyed them. And I would say, objectively, our pass rushers and our defense is better than what Tennessee has. So if they could get nine on him, what are we going to do? 12? 15? I don't know. But I just don't see a scenario how Joe Burrow doesn't get killed back there on Sunday. So for that reason, I think the Rams win this game, and I don't think it's particularly close. So I'm going to say the Rams win. So bold. <laughs> I know. So uh, I'm going to go first, Manny. I want to go first. Go uh, ahead, man. Give yeah. me all the short answers you want. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know if it'll be short, but um, yeah, no, I, I, I think the same thing. For a long time, so. I think the same yeah, thing. I think the Rams. Uh, I think the Rams have better better you look at the titans man their offense i don't know how they kept it together i i don't know how they were number one seed uh i don't i don't know how they were so successful but somehow they put it together the rams offense is better than the titans offense in my opinion and and then i think the rams defense could have similar success as the titans defense seeing how they played against the Bengals. so you put those two together I think the Rams are going to win. I don't think it's going to be a blowout, but I think it could be by uh, two scoring possessions. And I mean, I'll tell you what, I, I feel like it could start with the Rams starting off hot, just like the, the chiefs. And I get worried <laughs> that the Rams will get complacent and, you know, think that they got a, a safe lead and then the Bengals can make a run at it. So that's my biggest concern is the Rams build the lead and the Bengals make a run. So, uh, I still am going to pick the Rams, and I think it's going to be eh, – I'm going to go by, let's see, 10 points. All right. Manny? All right, boys. So, in a game where we saw the Tennessee Titans defense, and like Nick, you have said, eight sacks, right? The difference is that their offense couldn't get points. I see this game being played exactly the same way, but maybe the Bengals and themselves know, well, listen, we can't win the way that we've been doing it. And we can't expect their defense to all of a sudden keep playing in the second half, right? Yes, they shut out Patrick Mahomes on the road. But, you know, the Rams know this, right? So then obviously, you know, the Rams have things they have to work on on offense to create, um, you know, all these chances and things like that. But, you know, if the Titans could get eight sacks, I mean, you know, the Rams definitely can get that. And I think that at the end of the day, when you see it as a whole, the play of Matthew Stafford and this offense led by Cooper Cup and Odell Beckham will flourish. I don't see 
um, the Bengals being able to stop one, let both. They might be able to cover one for a little bit, but at some point somebody's going to break through. Bland's going to get his catches, right? And at some point, Sonny Michelle, and I understand that it's been Cam Akers show and stuff, but when you have an injured shoulder and you're recovering from, from an Achilles, I mean, Nick, me and you even talked about this. We actually like the way that Sonny Michelle just puts his shoulders down and rams through the hole. Right. There's no questions. He's not going to give you like the stutter step. And go. he sees a hole, he's going to run hard. And that's exactly what I think the Rams need to do in this football game is run that football straight ahead. Having the better offensive line of the both tire out that D line. That's going to be switching people in and out, getting the, you know, and if, you know, if I'm Sean McVay, I don't mind throwing a couple of screens. Now, when I say a couple of screens, I'm not saying I'm third and one, let's throw a screen. Right. Let's let's get let's be clear with that, because we've had times where we're where we're potting or scratching our minds. Like it was third and one. Why are you throwing a screen eight yards behind the line of scrimmage, you know, to slow down this pass rush? But nothing gets Joe Burrow and Chase and those great young stars, man. But this is the Los Angeles Rams time. OK, a couple of years ago, the job was not done. I don't care that Gurley was her. I don't care that you had golf. You had an opportunity to make it and you lost it. Simple as they. I don't think Sean McVay wants to lose this one. Neither should Matthew Stafford lose this one. So I see it. Los Angeles Rams 31, Cincinnati Bengals 17. Matthew Stafford will be named MVP. And the Los Angeles Rams will have their second Super Bowl in team history. I like the the score prediction. I want to, if we're doing MVPs, I'm going to say Cooper Cup. My spicy pick for MVP is Aaron Donald. So I might even put money on that. I like that one. Um, I, I'm i trying not to get too excited because I know when Sunday comes, I'm probably going to be an emotional wreck. But I think um, I think it's going to be a fun Sunday and a fun offseason for Rams fans. I really do. I don't think the Lombardi's leaving L.A. I think we got it. Oh, man, I hope so, as long as they don't self-implode. Yeah, so we'll see if Sean McVay can stay out of the way and, you know, maybe let's let our guys make plays. If you are into betting, the Rams are four and a half point favorites, which I think is a good bet if you don't mind betting favorites. And the over under is 48 and a half, which I think is honestly kind of low. I feel like that's an easy over. So if you're into betting, there's those Uh, last bit of news that I think is worth hitting before we get out of here. Uh, last podcast, I think we had like zero head coaching vacancies or sorry, like all of the head coaching vacancies were, were still open and up for grabs. Uh, as of today, they've all been filled. So the bears got Matt Eberflus from the Colts. The Broncos got Nathaniel Hackett from the Packers. The Giants got Brian Dable from the Bills. The Raiders got Josh McDaniels. The Vikings are apparently getting our guy, Kevin O'Connell. So we're going to have another guy leaving our staff, which is great. Uh, the Jaguars got Doug Peterson, Manny's boy. The Dolphins got Mike McDaniel, everyone's favorite new like love interest uh, for coaches. By the way, by the way, also part of the Sean McVay tree with Kyle Shanahan. So it's interesting that certain teams love that tree so much, but yeah, that tree hasn't won any Super Bowls until this Sunday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and then the Texans hire, rehired or promoted, I guess is the correct word. Lovey Smith, who was already on their staff. So the Texans have Lovey Smith as their head coach, LOL. And uh, the Saints did the same thing essentially with um, their defensive coordinator, Dennis Allen. They just promoted him to head coach. So all the uh, head coaching vacancies have been filled. So 
uh, you know, after Sunday, it's going to be, you know, draft season and then, um, we'll see where it goes there, but, uh, going to be a, a fun off season. There's definitely some big name free agents that are going to be coming up. The Rams are going to have to do some more cat magic and, and we'll see, but, uh, I think uh, everyone's going to have a good week. I think everyone's going to have a good weekend. Uh, we will uh, come back with another episode next week. We'll do a Super Bowl recap. Um, and then we'll kind of go into off-season hibernation. But uh, enjoy yourselves. Yeah, this Nick, be, yeah, Nick be, uh, for that. Um, guys, so uh, please make sure to follow us on, on Twitter at MobSquadPod. I believe we'll be having a couple of spaces happening, I think, Friday afternoon, and definitely we'll be joining one for Sunday afternoon. I want to say 4 or 5 o'clock, um, and then hopefully when the Rams win, we will, we'll, we'll actually have one as well. I know Nick will not probably be there because he's going to be trash, and Aaron might be seeing, or, you know, I don't know, maybe he decides to play Madden football after the game. Like, we have no idea. But, I'll just but, be an um, emotional wreck, especially if we lose. If we lose, I'm going to be. No, man, we, Nick, we we can't lose, man. We can't lose. I mean, here, what we're we're almost, you know, what episode is this? Forty three, right? Yeah, forty three. I mean, when we when me and you started episode one, we would never believe we'd, we'd be ever be forty three at this point. So to be able to get there, we need a Super Bowl championship in our resume somewhere or, or somewhat. So, but you know what? I'm going to change my pick. When it comes to MVP, I'm going to go with Aaron Donald as, as well. I think there hasn't been a defensive MVP since Von Miller got it when yeah, he was correct. with the Broncos. So I'm going to go with Aaron Donald, man. I think Aaron Donald still feels the pain and agony and the unhappiness of losing that last Super Bowl, his first appearance. So I, I you know what, with this Bengals all line, you're absolutely right. I think Aaron Donald just going to create havoc for 60 minutes and it's something that I'm going to enjoy watching with every single snap. I'm a little bit unhappy though that the Rams were selected as the away team. I do understand it, it goes from conference to conference, but whatever, man. White jersey, blue jersey, bone jersey. I don't care. Just get the damn Super Bowl. Well, at least they decided to wear their quote-unquote modern throwback, which isn't as terrible as their other ones so at I least they made bone jersey no god those are so bad god <laughs> no I... they're actually really nice though Nick. <laughs> the bone jersey with the bone pants i hate oh, that's I a, like that's, it that's a fire combination with Dude. the blue helmet and with, with the horns oh uh, yeah uh, uh, i'm not getting into jersey talk i'll be on here for another hour oh man can you imagine <laughs> you do you remember that was a while ago we had the jersey talk it's crazy how yeah, much. I'm yeah. still not well, over. It. I think we, I think we had the uh, jersey talk when and the new logo was revealed. Yeah, that's what <laughs> yeah. it was. <laughs> like what, like a year and a half ago. Yeah, yeah, I'm still not over it. I hate our jerseys. They messed that up so bad. But anyway, I'm not going to keep going on this because I'll be here forever. Listen, it could be worse. We could be the Washington Commanders. Huh. Uh yeah. Uh anyway. Thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy the Super Bowl because you don't know when we're going to be back because look at the – no offense. Look at the Eagles. They haven't been back look since. Look at Dan Marino and the Miami Dolphins yep. in the 80s. Dan, Dan Marino. That was for you, Dolphin fans. Marino made it once. Aaron Rodgers made it once. So And Drew Brees only made it once. Yeah, so enjoy. Tom Brady made it eight, nine times. Yeah, no big deal. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks Rich, for listening, as always. Rich Gannon only made it once. Oh, sorry, Eric. Sorry. <laughs> yes. 